It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're listening or watching, I hope you're doing uh, great today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria, an Italian restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out his website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Or give my man a call, 912-268-2328. 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's to get a real pizza. It's real. It's real. Oh, it's real. Oh, it's real. Oh, it's happening. It's happening, sweetheart. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Gawk Box. What is it? I don't know. All I know is you can save some money and you can get some stuff for free and at the same time help us out. So uh, it sounds like a two-way street to me. Visit our website, www.gawkbox.com and sign up today and start saving and getting for nothing, that is. Also, today's show is being brought to us in part by our app. Download it right now. Go to uh, Fight. That's F-I-T-E. Go to fight.tv slash Billy C. Download our app. Watch and listen to our show on your cell phone. It's great stuff. Check it out. And finally, uh, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book. Tom Molino from Bondage to Baddest Man on a Planet is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of it literally right now while you're watching or listening to the show. Just go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Looking for a signed copy? Don't worry about it, man. I'll get you a signed copy. Just bump into me at the fights. I got them with me. Or you want to make life easy? Just visit our website, www.billycboxing.com, and click on the book. You can't miss it. It scrolls right there on the front page. And uh, follow the directions. Um, today's show, uh, we got... Uh, Got a lot of stuff that we're going to be uh, talking about. I also want to give a shout out to all of our uh, Facebook Live viewers. We've been experimenting uh, with uh, Facebook. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is just so you guys know that you happen to be uh, watching on Facebook, it's not the same video feeds that we have for the television networks and, and our YouTube channel and stuff. So if you want to get the full enhanced show with the uh, better quality video and multiple camera feeds, uh, go to our uh, website, billycboxing.com, or just visit our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N, boxing, B-O-X-I-N-G, 
and uh, you'll uh, you'll see a, a much better uh, a presentation of the show. But anyway, we enjoy uh, everybody that's been uh, watching uh, on uh, Facebook. And don't forget, if you're watching or listening on another stream or, or television network or radio dial, uh, visit our chat room up on Billy C. Boxing. I know there's a lot of chat rooms around, and I know that there's uh, a lot of discussions going on uh, during the show, but the one that we respond to and monitor is the one up on BillyCBoxing.com. There's a, a great group of people in there, uh, so check it out. Um, you know, today we gotta, we're got we going to be catching up a lot with some uh, listener and viewer emails that we uh, fell behind on because of our uh, project last week. Uh, but one of the one of the things I want to talk about today is, you know, unfortunately, we have this great fight. I'm talking great fight. I'm talking mega fight uh, scheduled uh, in, in in September uh, between Triple G and, and Canelo Alvarez. This is a real fight. This is putting two guys that have been on a collision course. And I admit, I think we've had to wait a little too long for this fight. But these guys have been on a collision course for the last three years. And we're finally getting it. And, uh, you know, make no uh, bones about it. I mean, here you got arguably the two best guys in the division uh, fighting each other. And this is what big mega events, at least for the sport of boxing, is all about. I, for one, can't wait for Triple G Canelo. I I just, I don't even know. You know, to me, if you would have had this, if you would have asked me who I thought would have won six months ago or even a year ago, I wouldn't even have hesitated. I would have said Triple G. Now I start to wonder. Canelo has gotten a little better. Uh, Triple G hasn't looked all that great. Uh, It's still another few months away. Uh, What I love most about this fight is it's, I think it's a 50-50 fight. And I I talk to people about it, and I'm getting mixed feelings about that. Some people like Canelo. Some people like Triple G. You know, that's the makings of a great fight. This is a mega fight. Joining me right now to get his thoughts uh, from beautiful St. Simon's Island in Georgia uh, is my partner in crime, Sal Rocky Senecola. What's up, Sal? Billy, Billy C., good morning. How are you, my friend? Oh, not too bad, brother. Not too bad. Uh, Triple G Canelo in September. I know both of us are psyched about this fight, but this is a real fight. I mean, we've been sidetracked in talking about the joke of a fight. That's not even going to be a fight that we highly recommend people to save their money. Uh, that save. WWE, that circus event, that 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 smokescreen, that 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 somebody holding a gun to your head and stealing your money event, which we uh, know now is McGregor Mayweather uh, in August. Uh, but we got a real fight in September, Sal, and uh, I'm I'm starting to really get excited for this one. I know we got a couple other fights leading up to it that are decent, like the Broner and Mikey Garcia fight, but. Uh, this one's going to be the fight. I, I know it's a ways away, but man, how is this fight to you in terms of a real fight compared to the circus act that uh, they're trying to convince us that's going to be a competitive fight with uh, McGregor and Fayweather? Well, you know, you said the key word. Uh, you know, how does it compare? The comparison of these two events, these two fights, they shouldn't even be on the same page because the Triple G Canelo Alvarez fight is a real bona fide, exciting world championship boxing match the way that we would have been looking for for the last three years. It's finally going to happen. And as you were suggesting, 
I have heard a lot of feedback that this fight is a 50-50 fight, uh, meaning there's also 50-50 fans on, on either side. And uh, I think it's a great fight, great opportunity. And I, I'm sorry, what was the name of the other opponents that were going to fight in August? Um, um, oh, oh yeah, that was right. Mayweather and, uh, and uh, what's his name? The other guy with the MMA. I'm sorry. I don't mean any disrespect to either of those fighters. And uh, Mayweather certainly is, is already uh, a Hall of Famer that uh, is going to be first, first, first opportunity he gets in there. He, he deserves it. He'll be in. But the bottom line is I don't like the matchup. I don't like the fight. I don't like that it's sanctioned as a real fight boxing match. Uh, if it was an exhibition like we've been saying all along, my hat's off. I'd love to watch it. be fun. But as far as a bona fide, sanctioned, professional boxing match, this I do not agree with or do not really care for. And it's going to be a farce. It really is. Like I said, the, the, the two fights, they don't really compare in, in, their, uh, uh, in their reality as far as the Triple G fight is, is going to be a significant fight that is going to be great for the middleweight division. There's no question about that. And one of the other things I like, you know, I've been a little... Ah, Canelo is, you know, ever since he got in the ring and said, uh, I'll fight you right now, pointing at Triple G. Us Mexicans don't F around. You know, I've kind of lost a little respect for him. Um, but he knows this is serious business now with Triple G. And the thing I kind of like, and it was the same kind of, uh, you know, pre-fight uh, stuff that went on for AJ, Anthony Joshua, and Vladimir Klitschko. They showed respect for each other during the press conferences. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't like trash talkers. I, I just, what I don't like is guys like Sergey Kovalev talking all kinds of smack and not living up to it, not even trying to, like David Hay. You know, he's the biggest, uh, you know, smokescreen of all. But, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is Triple G and Canelo know that this is going to be a tough fight. They did their uh, uh, press conference in London on Monday and then uh, flew to New York uh, yesterday, and I'm sorry, on Tuesday, and did uh, their uh, press conference there. You know, basically they're both acting like professionals. Um, not much trash talk. Uh, basically, uh, they both can't wait to get in the ring and, and prove their worth. Uh, ticket prices were announced uh, in Vegas uh, for this fight. Um, primos, primo seats, five grand. Um, all the way down to uh, uh, the cheapest seats, uh, uh, are uh, 300 bucks so you know it's going to be an affordable fight i guess for uh, uh regular people and uh, i'm sure there'll be a bunch of celebrities but nothing outrageous i think that this fight is going to do very well not only at the gate but in pay-per-view sal uh we got to take a break in a, in a minute or so but what's your thoughts you think it's going to do well with the numbers or what oh i really do i really do because i know canelo has uh, a lot of fans uh, in America and, and, of course, in Mexico. I think there's going to be a big draw to this fight. And uh, I, 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 you can't deny Triple G either. He's got the credibility. He's got the, the titles. He's got the, uh, the excitement, the shock appeal with his power. So I, I think it's going to be a traditional, old-fashioned, great opportunity for two boxers with great talent to have their worlds collide in the middle of a square circle. So that's that's the excitement, that's the anticipation, and I think people are going to be willing to pay for that. Oh yeah, well, anybody that's a true boxing fan yes. is looking forward to it, you know. And that's a big difference between um, the farce of a fight 
uh, between uh, uh, Fayweather and, and Conor McGregor, um, that's not going to be a fight. You know, no. it, it's, uh, you know, I read an interesting article um, by Sarah Spain, and uh, she's on ESPNW, or whatever that is. I guess that's ESPN Women. I, I don't know. But uh, it, it's an interesting article, and obviously she spins it uh, with, uh, uh, you know, negativity towards women and brings out, you know, you know, you know, Mayweather's a woman beater. We all know that. But she made some great uh, points about the fact that even the even people have been, that have done that before abused women have at least the first thing they've done. And she's brought up some other superstars uh, that have, uh, uh, you know, did it like uh, Chapman, a uh, pitcher, uh, the Bengals uh, uh, drafting uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, who also was uh, charged in, uh, you know, uh, of you know beating up his girlfriend or whatever. Um, but all of the the thing that they did was they at least admitted it. She points out Floyd never admitted it. Floyd actually blames the women he beats up and says, you know, basically they had it coming to him. And uh, you know, I, she makes some great points uh, about the personalities. But the best part of this article, and you guys can go check it up, uh, check it out up there, uh, is the fact that she says. The bottom line is it's a joke. This is the biggest gimmick in sports since Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs met in a battle of the wow. sexes in a tennis match. And, I I, you know, that she's one. right. It's a joke. And all it is is a way for Floyd and Conor McGregor, which, hey, I respect them both for uh, being able to make their money. But that's what it is. Anybody out there that really believes that this is a, a, a going to be a challenging and competitive fight is delusional. It's delusional. Floyd Mayweather never challenges himself. You know, I, this is a guy that, that picks everything. And by the way, Sal, I heard yesterday, and then I got to take a break. I'm already over. But this is, to, this is to counter what you were saying. I heard yesterday that there's a clause in the contract, which doesn't surprise me with Mayweather, that if Conor McGregor at any time during the fight loses his head or forgets and, and uses his feet or legs to strike Floyd Mayweather, wow. he gets no money. He gets no oh, money. Wow. So, That's so, so, so I, I mean, <laughs> right off the bat, there's Floyd again tilting everything yeah. in his face. Floyd Mayweather is, is a smokescreen. He really is. Sal, hold that thought. Uh, I got some other news uh, in boxing. We got to start reading these emails. All of that uh, is coming up uh, in about two. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, uh, before we went to break, ah, my blood pressure <clears throat> got going again. Every time I think of that fraud, Floyd fraud weather, uh, you know, I get my blood pressure going, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, the guy is, uh, you know, one of the best uh, of his generation. There's no question about it. But my problem with Floyd is that we never got to see the best Floyd. 
Floyd has just cherry-picked opponents or picked good opponents at the end of their career. And he's, he basically, you know, safety first, he didn't give us an opportunity to see how good he really is. And, you know, just to assume, how many times have I heard uh, Floyd Mayweather fans say, well, he doesn't have to fight Triple G because he everybody knows he could beat him. Well, everybody knows he could beat McGregor, so why is he fighting McGregor, Sal? <laughs> you know, that is a smart statement. Wow. Very good, Bill. Hey, you know, I, I'll tell you, Bill, I have this feeling. And you know what happened last time I had that feeling? <laughs> yeah, you had to run. Yeah, you had to run to the bathroom, but that's besides the point. <laughs> what, wait, wait, what, 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 what are you saying? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh oh, you know, Jack Dempsey's not oh, talking to you oh again. Oh my gosh. Uh oh. This that's is right. this is the ghost of of sparring and and world champions of past. They all whisper in my ear. Yeah, and and, and I think it's I, the, I think you're just hearing that. voices in your ear. That's it. I can't That's believe it. you just said that. <laughs> Good thing he didn't say it on the air. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, I'll share that with you later. Would you slip I'm in the tongue? Feeling... Did you slip what? that thing the tongue? Come on, man. What are you doing? I whispered in his earlobe right oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were slipping him the, the tongue. Bit. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not yelling at you. No, go to, go to, take a breath. All right, he wants my coffee. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Billy. Uh, anyway, listen, Bob. I am still, you know, you know, it could put a big, big signature, a big, big statement right here. I'm, and I and I'm still maybe I'm still too hopeful that this will happen, but it will validate everything, and anything you ever wanted. And and uh, with with the sport of boxing, if Floyd Mayweather, after he does his farce with McGregor, that he's ringside for the Triple G Canelo fight. Which he'll be anyway, because he it's his backyard. And he gets up in a ring, and he says, "You guys have a great fight, and I'm gonna fight the winner." I I I still see that will be his signature way out to do one last great thing in boxing before he retires. He's not. Sal, you don't you, think, you, no, I, no. I, I, listen, perfect. I don't know why you. Keep, I don't know. I, I don't know why you keep saying it. Floyd Mayweather does not care about anything to do with boxing except his paychecks. That's it. Floyd does ne he's never done the right thing and he's never he has trust me. This guy will not do that. This guy is nothing Please, you know what? Let, let me move on. You know, let me move I, on I, because I'm, I'm going to say I, something I'm going to regret. That would, gonna, be, that would be phenomenal, though, I, wouldn't it? Oh, no, I'm not saying it wouldn't be phenomenal. It would be great. It would show that the guy's got hairs on his little teeny you-know-whats because he definitely has little teeny you-know-whats. He's a punk. He's a bully punk thug. That's all Floyd is. And you know what? Let me tell you another thing. Nobody's afraid of Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather picks his opponents. And then it's like they hit the lotto because they get a payday that, that sets them up for life. But no one's afraid. I don't know anybody on the planet that's afraid of Floyd, unless you're a woman. If you're a woman, you do have to be afraid of Floyd because he might, you know, beat you up. And, or if you're a pimply-faced security guard, like somewhere between 18 and 21, you should be a little afraid of Floyd too because he likes smacking you kids around too. So, uh, no, Floyd's a punk. Anyway, let, let's. I don't even want to talk about Floyd. All right. Um, okay, but let me down, let me tell down, you this. Let, let's say this. I have, uh, I have uh, some other news. Brooke, uh, Kel Brook, 
made a statement yesterday that uh, he is definitely going to fight again. Um, wow. You know, and this is following the second eye socket injury. He, he got the one eye socket was busted by Triple G. Then the second one uh, was busted in his last uh, fight with Errol Spence. Uh, but he says not only is he going to fight again, Sal, he's going to fight again this year. What do you think about that? Tell you what, I don't think I I, I kind of called that fight before he fought his last fight. I think he was hurt more emotionally, mentally, and physically, yeah, by the Triple G fight that we didn't really see. And uh, I I don't think he's ever going to be the same fighter again. I really don't. I don't think he's going to sustain or get back to the level he was at. I, I think he, uh, I hope he proves me wrong. I just hope he stays healthy and safe. But, man, once you have that, that eye socket damage, that tissue, that bone structure, everything in there, and they could rebuild it with titanium. But sometimes the the titanium or the, whatever, what they do to improve it is actually stronger than the actual bone. And, and what will happen is there will be smaller fractures around the surrounding bone. So you know, I, I don't know. I, that's, a, that's a hard call. I would uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if he has one fight and uh, he he uh, he gets beat again and then he walks away. Well, I mean, I, uh, I, yeah, he's taking ahead. a chance. He's taking a chance, but you know, taking a chance. Uh, you know, it is what it is. He has the warrior mentality, and uh, you know, he doesn't want to go out uh, of the game no. like that. So uh, I and give I, him credit. I could understand that. I really can't. Yeah. yeah, no, you you, you got to give him credit. Uh, I for got that. it. You know, but uh, let, let's. I got some emails. We got to catch up on these emails. So let's get going with that. Uh, first and foremost, in uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the Marlins beat the Nationals two to one. The Rays beat the Reds eight to four. Royals over the Red Sox six to four. The Padres beat the Cubbies three to two. Indians uh, over the Orioles five to one. The Yankees snapped their losing streak eight four over the Angels. The Cardinals and the Phillies battled it out till the tenth inning when the Cardinals pulled out and won the game seven to six. Braves and the Giants. They battled it out for 11 innings. Braves came out on top 5-3. Blue Jays 7, Rangers 5, Brewers 4, Pirates 3 to Twins over the White Sox 4-2. Diamondbacks 16, Rockies 5, the Astros 5, the A's 1, the Mariners 7, the Tigers 5. And guess what? The Mets lost again, 8-2. Uh, they fell to the uh, Dodgers. The Mets are one sad-ass team. And uh, it's uh, embarrassing to even uh, admit that uh, I'm a uh, a Mets fan, but uh, nonetheless, well, you don't have to do that. Well, hey, listen, I, I you know what, I'm uh, uh, I'm a loyal fan. I stick with my team, and uh, you know, I, I can't stand. I got a comment in in Facebook. I can't stand when people, you know, call me a hater just because I don't like Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is a guy that is all the bad things about boxing, and I just don't dislike him. You know, I, I mean, I do dislike him. Uh, that doesn't make me a hater. I love the sport, and, you know, I love fighters that fight. You know, I, I love real fighters, you know, and uh, to me, Floyd isn't one. He's taking advantage of his fans, and uh, that's the worst. But anyway, let's get some uh, emails. This first one's from Jesse Sal. He says, hey, Billy C. and Sal, I read that Daniel Franco, uh, or Franco, is now out of a coma and on the road to recovery. That's good news. That certainly is good news. And remember, it was an induced coma. They had to do that. Uh, but uh, our prayers and, and thoughts are uh, with the family of uh, Daniel uh, uh, Franco. So yes. uh, well, hopefully he's uh, not only uh, recovers, he recovers uh, uh, as close to 100% as he can. I mean, his boxing career is obviously over. But he says, uh, over the weekend, MMA and boxer 
with a uh, record of one and three. Tim Haig died from a hard shot from a much more experienced uh, boxer. Tim Haig just didn't look in shape and didn't show any real boxing skill. Should this be a concern to uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission to see that a boxer is much more experienced and has superior hand uh, power, speed, timing than an MMA fighter. A boxer's hand skills are just too lethal, even for a professional MMA fighter. There's a reason MMA guys who are trying to box just can't make it in boxing, therefore settle uh, in being MMA fighters. Good point. Uh, he says, uh, uh, I also read that Junior uh, Dorticos is signed uh, with the World Series of Boxing Tournament. What's your thoughts? Um, I will get to that a little later, and I do like uh, the fact. I mean, that tournament, if it happens in September like it's supposed to, really sounds great. I love the cruiserweight division. Uh, he makes a great point, Sal, uh, about great the uh, uh, concerns that the Nevada State Athletic Commission should have. But obviously, the greed factor uh, with Bob Bennett and the rest of the cronies at the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and we had Larry Hazard on yesterday who had a tiptoe around the subject. Um, you know, they're, they're putting their own, they're being hypocritical. Because the Nevada State Athletic Commission put, uh, they said it themselves that their first priority is boxer safety. And uh, they obviously are putting the boxer safety aside when concerning Conor McGregor fighting Floyd Mayweather. Now, Floyd Mayweather is not a knockout puncher. However, he will knock out Conor McGregor. I'll tell you that right now. What's going to happen in that fight is accumulation of punches plus the fatigue factor of Conor McGregor is going to lead to a late-round knockout by Floyd Mayweather, and he's going to pound his chest and act like he does uh, for beating up a pro debut fighter. This fight should have never been approved as a sanctioned fight. As an exhibition, I'm the first guy that supports it. I'm the first guy that buys a ticket as an exhibition because that's all it is, Sal. Absolutely. No, I, I feel the same way, buddy. Same, feel the same way. And, you know, I'll, I'll never take away the talent that uh, or say anything different about Mayweather. I think he's got a world of talent. He fights an effective fight the way he feels he should fight. And uh, it's not engaging. It's not standing in tre trenches. It's not, not exchanging the blows and all that stuff. But that's his style. It's worked wonders for him. And uh, But the bottom line is the uh, it, it's, it, this, this should be just an exhibition at best, and that's it. Yeah, at best, at best, it should be an exhibition, right? That's it, man. I'll tell you, Bill. It's it just like I said, you know, and you have said this, this, this guy McGregor. I'm sure he is great at what he does in MMA, uh, and but MMA and boxing are two different animals. And you know, when I when I first talked to you and John about the thing, and I was making my my presence back into boxing and, and, and looking at where MMA was and how it evolved. And, and uh, John would say, Sal, you would have been a great MMA and this and that because of my wrestling background. I had some jujitsu background and all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, sure, it would have been. But my heart was always with boxing. And and uh, and John, John even made a comment one time. He said something like, uh, most boxers that find out they can't box will go into MMA and have more success. Now, whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. I'm just relaying let, let, something that was shared with me. Let me say this. A, a good Go friend ahead. of mine, a good friend of mine, Johnny Bombs Carlo, all right, a guy okay. that uh, has fought every single uh, art you can fight, whether it be boxing, uh, karate, uh, jiu-jitsu, 
uh, everything. This guy, you know, he's a, he's an MMA teacher. He, tight, he, he you know, he's a boxing guy through and through. And he told me one time. And, and by the way, John Carlo, a former professional fighter, uh, outstanding record, and he holds a piece of boxing history. He's actually the only fighter in boxing history to make his pro debut and knock out a former undisputed world heavyweight champion in his pro debut. And who did he knock out? Leon Spinks. So, uh, you know, uh, wow. congratulations to John Carlo. But John Carlo told me one day that, you know, when all is said and done, he said, if you, a, a boxer, a good boxer, will beat any other of the arts, any other of the martial arts, including mis mix, mixed martial arts, in any kind of a fight. You know, in this case, this fight between McGregor and uh, and Fayweather is is going to be all in Floyd's favor. It's going to be in a boxing ring. They're going to have a big ring, twenty four foot ring. They're going to be boxing with you know the biggest gloves that they could have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, so uh, the truth of the matter is, is everything is in favor of Floyd because that's the way Floyd is. Everything's got to be in his his favor. You know, so when you add that to the mix, and, and like what John had told me, uh, Connor doesn't say, listen. The people that are buying this are are basically not in the know. That's it. You know. Anyway, let let, let me read another email. This one's a, a long one. Uh, actually, geez, I gotta take a break. <laughs> I'm past my break time. Why didn't you say something, Sal? I was gonna hit. I was gonna raise my hand. I gotta go. I got. We'll be right back. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we we gotta take a break. We'll be right back. Right. We'll be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C Show. Uh, glad you could be with us. And uh, I was on one of my, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I, I don't want to call it a rant, but Sal got my blood pressure going. But Sal, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, watching uh, uh, the Facebook uh, comments going on. Yes, sir. I do have one I never clown. did that. I do have one clown uh, that doesn't know boxing, saying I don't know boxing, but... Uh, my man Sherman Henson. You remember Sherm? Sherman, yeah. Sherman uh, wants me to tell you hello. So tell uh, Sherman I said hello. Thank you so much. Well, you're telling him now because he's watching and listening live. So uh, Sherman, <laughs> Sherman, you how from you him. doing, buddy? Thank you. So uh, listen, I got. Uh, uh, yeah, we, I think I think I introduced you to Sherman at one of our events, right? You did absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got uh, another email. This one's from uh, John uh, uh, Bettina. And it's kind of a long one, um, but um, but but I, you know this was one of the ones that I had read uh, before, and he, he actually submitted it on Monday, and we just haven't had a chance to read it. But it, it's one that I think is worthwhile. So bear with me while I read this one. Uh, he says, "Hey Billy C, I just want to compliment you uh, on the show. You and Sal and Dax and Larry and uh, Alex give great insight, and I've really enjoyed the content that you guys have put out." That said, after Saturday, I think that boxing has lost me for a second time in my, in my life. 
I sent an email after the first Kovalev Ward fight, giving my story of really enjoying the likes of Roberto Duran, Larry Holmes, Julio Cesar Chavez, Evander Holyfield, Tommy Hearns. And then the 90s hit, and those guys were out of boxing, and none of the top fighters would fight each other, and I had lost interest. The advent of pay-per-view was another factor. Kovalev brought me back when I was flipping channels one night. He was a guy that was exciting and, and liked to fight, not the jab and grab BS that many employ uh, or the utter cherry picking uh, that goes on uh, to keep uh, records looking good. Floyd Mayweather. Um, he says, Saturday night I was prepared not to pay for the fight because in the back of my mind I knew that Kovalev was going to get screwed over again. But when I found out Kovalev was getting his purse out of the pay-per-view, uh, I relented because I wanted to support him. I bet the numbers aren't very good anyway. Uh, during the fight, it became painfully obvious that he was never going to be allowed to win this fight unless he knocked Ward out. Let's be honest, there's always been corruption in boxing, and it's, it's easiest to be able to manipulate the outcome of different sports, especially since there are vast amounts bet on them. It only takes one to four people, and the outcome can be set. He's referring to boxing here. Uh, he says, it boggles my mind how certain fighters are allowed to dictate everything about the fight to nearly ensure the outcome. Then during the fight are basically allowed to do whatever they want. And it's somehow okay these days. And then to, with no shame, beat their chest and proclaim how great they are. A tear is welting up in my eye because I feel the same way as John. He says, uh, the lead up to and the fight card itself just had a different feel. Much darker and almost sinister. This may be a coincidence, but I'm really beginning to wonder otherwise as the conspiracy side of me is coming out. But the first card with these two fighters and Rock Nation as a major part of the card, both of the co-main events ended with very disputed decisions with Rock Nation fighters being the beneficiaries. This card with Rock Nation in total control, the co-main event uh, fights both end in controversy, uh, controversial chaos uh, on very disputable, disputable illegal punches. More than likely coincidence, but with consecutive times, it start to show a pattern in uh, any case. He says, I have other questions. Why all of a sudden did Virgil Hunter start working with Ward to knock out Kovalev when he couldn't even get Brand out of there and much bigger punches barely rocked Kovalev? I saw that they were blaming Ward's right knee having a tear. The story is BS because didn't Ward pull out of a fight because of a slight inflammation of that not long ago? Sure enough, he had more pop than the first fight. Riddle me this. How does a 33-year-old man gain considerable muscle and power that he's never shown before uh, Before that point in just seven months? I have a guess, but I can't prove it. But I do know that Ward was involved with Balco and Victor Conti. Someone that isn't afraid to bend and break the rules won't have too much hesitation in becoming a better athlete through chemistry. I also believe that the game plan was to attack Kovalev's body, which isn't a bad plan, but I'm also sure that through a wink and a nod, it was said, make sure no punches stray low to the cup area. It may be my imagination, but most, but most uh, of those punches seemed uh, low and to be right on the middle and uh, not to the sides. I don't think it's a secret that the Nevada State Athletic Commission is corrupt, their administration, their judges, their refs, all included. So that's why I thought Kovalev had a very little chance of winning. He was a sacrificial lamb sent to the slaughter. But in the end, isn't the referee's job other than the monitor, other than to monitor and regulate the action to protect the fighter? Weeks can say what he wants. He saw those, those shots were low and he didn't do anything. 
in the end he may have been uh, complacent but again he can't prove it I, I never box so you don't have so you'll have to ask Sal how bad it is to get hit on the cup with a punch I did play baseball through college and my hands weren't always the best and the ball found my cup <laughs> uh, and it still wasn't something I wanted to happen often uh, this is why I think it was a borderline sinister and this man uh, could really have ended up getting hurt and there was no one to protect him Weeks should never get another paycheck for refereeing again as this was a borderline criminal especially if he was given special instructions if you get my drift in the end Kovalev uh, could have uh, exacted justice and scrambled scrambled Ward's eggs a few times and then he probably would have been DQ'd but he didn't I think that the saddest thing of all is that all of the hard work that he put in, all of the travel to the other guys' homes was taken from him by an establishment and an arrogant prick in question in a shady manner in which uh, he had very little chance. In my opinion, he's done as a big-time fighter. He's getting old for one thing. He can still crack, so other fighters aren't going to want to pay money to get in a ring with him. No matter what he says, I don't think he will ever be champion again. Too little time, too much work, and maybe too uh, many good young fighters in the light heavyweight division. Honestly, I do think that I may be done as a boxing fan. I'll never spend another dime on a pay-per-view. I'm sure that if Kovalev fights against, I'll probably watch, but that's about it. I can find other things to do to occupy my time instead of this corrupt BS that we call boxing these days. The Flomos and Wardians uh, can have it because it isn't worth uh, a damn right now. And it may be dead in America and in a not-too-distant future. It may be dead in America and in a not-too-distant future. Uh, But they'll continue to worship and think things are great, not realizing that their idols have ruined the sport. I'm also fearful Uh, for Triple G in the coming months. I know that this is a novel, but I needed to vent uh, on my way out the door. I don't expect you to read it, as it may take all of your show, but a short reply, email, or ask the fellas certain parts to see if I'm way off base would be cool. Ultimately, this was to thank you and the guys for providing me with a lot of entertainment and insight to a sport that I once cared for deeply. I'm sure that I'll visit your content once in a while, but not like I do now. I hope that I'm wrong with my predictions. Anyways, I'm out. With great respect and much appreciation, John Patina. Um, you know what, Sal? This you, email, John. this email. I mean, it was wow. long, and I typically don't uh, read the long emails. But I believe that I, I feel sorry for John because I I get it. I understand what he's saying. Um, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with with him. The the one thing I'm gonna say, um. And we can criticize the judges and referees and, and all of that stuff. The one thing I could say is you have to put some blame on Sergey Kovalev for this fight. Sergey Kovalev talked and talked and talked some more. And although I picked Kovalev to win, and although I agree with John uh, that I'm not a big fan of Andre Ward, and not so much for his skill because he is a skilled fighter, arguably uh, one of the top, if not the pound-for-pound fighter in, in the sport today. And he has fought, uh, you know, a, a, a top-notch uh, level of opposition. But I don't like his divaism. I don't like that he thinks he's this big draw, which he's not. But like I said, Sal, a lot of the blame has to go purely on Kovalev's own shoulders because he talked and talked and talked some more and didn't even try to back it up. If I was Sergey Kovalev and I was going to act at least half of some of the smack talk that he talked, I would have went after Ward with reckless abandon. 
and he didn't. He didn't even throw an, an arsenal of punches. He was very limited at what he was doing. And no, it wasn't John David Jackson's fault. It was Sergei Kovalev's fault. And credit to Andre Ward for doing what he said he was going to do. Now, whether you want to assume things with the, with the power and everything else, that's neither here nor there. They were tested. They passed. You know, until you can prove somebody did something illegal, I think that Andre Ward did everything legal. And he basically shut up Sergei Kovalev. As much as I wanted Kovalev to win, Andre Ward gets the credit here. And uh, I hope John doesn't bail, and he should definitely follow. We got some great fighters. Errol Spence Jr. Uh, is one. Uh, Anthony Joshua, uh, to name a, a couple off the top of my head. Triple G. You know, you got Mikey Garcia and Adrian Broner coming up. That's a good fight. Keith Thurman is still a quality fighter, of course. Uh, you know, you have... Um, Sean Porter. I mean, we have some really talented fighters. As long as they break that Floyd Mayweather cherry pick and mold and fight each other like they have been, Sal. They have been. 2017 has been a good year for boxing. I think we're on the right track. Uh, I hope John uh, uh, reconsiders his uh, uh, boxing abandonment. What's your thoughts on the email? It was a great email. It was a detailed, lengthy email, but he had a lot of valid, good points. And uh, I can't say I disagree with many of his uh, points. Uh, I agree with several of his points. I will tell you this. You and I have discussed this. The Sergey Kovalev-Andre Ward fight, we both wished it to go differently in favor of Sergey Kovalev. But that's just it. It looked like, from what I witnessed, what I saw, that you and I and probably millions of other fans wanted it more than Sergey Kovalev. And I'm sorry to say that. But when you and I discussed what would be the best tactic for him, we thought he'd have to go out there and fight like the bully, be the dominant, be the, be the, be the rough him up, do what he had to do. And guess what? Andre Ward chose that was the route he was going to take because he was more effective bullying and, and doing things that, uh, that he did against Sergey Kovalev. And that's the kind of fight that we suggested that he needed to fight, to be dominant, to be a bully, to rough him up, and to, to not uh, be the cleanest, uh, cleanest guy in the market there, right there. But he did not fight that fight. And what surprised or disappointed me is how that fight ended. It almost looked to me like Sergey Kovalev was looking for a way out. He, he looked at the ref. He didn't argue. He didn't disagree. He didn't take a knee. He didn't ask for an eight count. He didn't say anything else. And I, uh, I'm just very disappointed in Kovalev's performance. And as you suggested, he's right. He's done. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be on the top of the game anymore. My, my whole uh, mantra has been a fighter is really only as good as his last fight. Well, if that's the case, then Sergey Kovalev's got a long way to go if he wants to get back on top. I don't know if he needs to. I don't know if he wants to. I don't know if that's in his heart and passion because if it was, we would have seen a different Sergey Kovalev with full of fire, full of passion, full of uh, wanting to be justified in his actions and be dominant in that fight. And it was not there. As far as his other question, what it was it like to get hit on a protective cup or below the belt? That's happened to me several times. And the bottom line is, sometimes I would try to get away with fighting with just a simple little cup that we were using in baseball or football when we were younger. 
but they will not allow that in the boxing terms. And why did I say that? Because those cups fit regularly, real tight and real good and, and, and stay where they're supposed to stay. When you're wearing a protective cup in the boxing world, it's a, it's a leather belt uh, hooked up. It's, it's cumbersome. It's bulky. It has loose straps in the back. And many times that protective cup can have the ability to shift around when it's jolted. Now, when you're hit flush on the belly button or uh, on the belt line, it, it still has the ability to, uh, to, to torque or to, to move that cup. And then when you get hit, hit on that belt, that protective cup could bounce and, and hit and, and move you where you should not want to welcome uh, a pain. So that cup, I don't know, it, it, it does get painful when you're hit there. I've been hit several times in my boxing career, hit right on the belt line or below the belt. And it's not so much a direct impact to the, to the genital area that, that would hurt as much as it was having that cup torque in position when the belt belt gets hit or something and then hit you the cup itself would hit you in that area that you do not welcome that hit to, to occur and that's the truth there so that's what i suggested probably happened to sergey kovalev but the bottom line is he didn't even you know that last that last minute he could have uh asked for a standing eight count he could have done more to show that he was still in a fight still wanted the fight and Bill, for me, I, I I just don't have any answers. I wish I did, um, because you and I had him ahead by one point going into that last round, that that end of the fight. I don't know. I was very disappointed in his performance anyway, because he should have been dominant. He should have been the bully, and he should have been going out at him from the get go. You know, I, I, it, the bottom line is that Ward won the fight, and and, and he did. You know, and he, he can't take it away. He, Ward, he, you know, Ward, he fought. Ward he fought the fight. No, he he fought a guy that that said he was going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And Kovalev did nothing. Ward gets the credit. End of story. We everything else he we does. have to put aside. You know, I'm not a big Virgil Hunter fan, but you know what? Virgil Hunter said I'm training uh, Ward for a knockout this time. And he got the knockout. I've always said that I thought that Andre Ward, six years ago when he when he was doing the Super Six and Floyd was active and everybody had Floyd Mayweather as the, the pound for pound, my argument was I felt that Andre Ward was the pound for pound number one fighter. And the reason why I said that was because Andre Ward had fought the better opposition. Now, when he left for contractual and promotional and management issues, you know, uh, and then he came back, he couldn't, a lot of people inserted him right back, and I'm talking about Andre Ward, right back at the number one pound for pound uh, rating, which I disagreed with at that time. And the reason was that how can you put a guy for something that he did six years ago, and then he, you know, had since not fought any quality fighter until he fought Sergey Kovalev. Now you can make a, an argument that he's back at the number one spot because you know, he not only beat Kovalev once, he beat him twice. Now, we could say as much as you want, oh, it was controversial, it was this and that. But at the end of the day, he won the fight. It's the same thing the when Pacquiao fought Floyd Mayweather. You know, I thought that Manny Pacquiao uh, would have won the fight. He needed to be aggressive, and he needed to show no respect to Floyd. He didn't do it. But what made it worse, and Floyd won the fight. And, and I can't believe that people actually think that Pacquiao won the fight. That, 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 that even 
pisses me off. And and everybody knows I'm not a uh, everybody knows I'm not a Floyd fan. But let's face it, Floyd won the fight. I mean, uh, you know, you can't you can't hands down he won the fight. As a matter of fact, he rocked Pacquiao and 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 uh, one of the rounds. But at the end of the fight, what happens? Pacquiao. I don't want to make an excuse, but... And he starts but. with the excuses. My shoulder, my this, my that. I had a hemorrhoid. You know, I mean, come on. Listen, there's nothing worse than a fighter that says, I don't want to make excuses, but... Oh, Jesus, here comes the excuses. You know what? <laughs> take the fight. You lose the fight. Take the loss like a man. This is the fighting business. You know, I'm sure they would take the win as a man. Take the losses of man. It's the same thing when you have trained. My man Sherman Henson is in the uh, Facebook uh, uh, room right now, uh, commented. And I'm sure he will agree that when you're a, a, a trainer and you're talking and there's a lot of we's, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to be aggressive, we need to do that. And then the fighter loses and then a good trainer will say, we didn't have it tonight. But the bad trainers will always say after we, 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 the trainers will say, he didn't do what I told him to do. I told he him. didn't hit this. He didn't do that. Next thing you know, we turns to he. You know, and it's like, give me a break. Give me a break. Anyway, um, we got we got some uh, other emails. So true. It is so though. True. It is. Uh, but uh, we got another email. This one's from my man Rick, and this is an interesting one. Rick says, uh, "Hey Billy C and Sal, have either of you guys and or any of your listeners ever heard of Woodward's Pavilion in San Francisco?" Box Rec shows that it had over 100 fight cards from 1896. Wasn't that the year you graduated high school? 1896. 1885. 18, 1896, right on up to a couple of days before the 1906 earthquake that destroyed most of uh, San Francisco. Some of the names who who some of the names of uh, the fighters who fought there include Joe Gans, Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson, one of my favorite fighters, Joe Chuinsky, Marvin Hart, tough guy. Uh, Joe Walcott, Philadelphia, Jack O'Brien, and many others. I can't find much about the pavilion online because it's mentioned uh, on BoxRec and it's mentioned in some old newspaper articles that I found in 1902. I did come across several articles about Woodward Gardens, which consisted of a large park including a zoo and an aquarium, which is located uh, now on 13th and uh, Valesina Streets, uh, but this this apparently closed down in 1897. BoxRec uh, has a Google map uh, link for Woodward Pavilion, which you put up where the present-day City Hall is located, about a mile or so where uh, Wood, Woodward Gardens was. I'm guessing that the pavilion was destroyed with the rest of the city in the earthquake, but interestingly enough, two years after the earthquake, BoxRec lists one last fight card at the pavilion and the first one since the earthquake between Lynn Truscott and Young Choyansky, uh, which took place on February 22nd, 1908. Um, you know, this intrigued me, this email, because I normally I read the emails uh, live uh, and, and I, you know, I, Sal and I like the shock factor of, of certain things. But this one I had glanced over and, and that's why, you know, we, we put it aside for today, uh, like the one from my man, John. And I reached out to a guy that would have known this question because I looked and tried to do a little search uh, research on Woodward Pavilion myself, and I found the same thing that my man Rick found. Um, but I reached out to the guy that knows it all when it comes to this kind of stuff, Henry Haskup. And Henry That's Haskup said the same thing, Rick, that uh, it was a very popular uh, fight destination and venue, 
until the uh, earthquake that destroyed San Francisco uh, in uh, 1906. He also added that the fight that you found up on Boxrec that took place after, uh, in, in February 22nd, 1908, is an era that that fight uh, indeed took place prior to the uh, earthquake. So that's a, a typo era. Uh, but unfortunately, like a lot of stuff in the city of San Francisco, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, places that were uh, hot spots especially in the sports world, uh, prior to the earthquake, were lost forever. So uh, great point uh, by Rick, uh, bringing us uh, back in time a little bit. But uh, all your research was 100% correct, Rick. Interesting thing, you know, we forget about uh, uh, something that happened over 115 years ago, Sal. Yes, we do. And that's amazing. Yes, that was a good point. Boy, I'll tell you. Very good. How was it? I mean, it must have been pretty tragic when you were living through that, right? Well, yeah, but you know, it was it was I was just a young kid. Yeah, I, oh, uh, that's true. You were just young. Hey, yeah, listen, Sal, somebody lived through listen, that, right? Sal, we're not we're not gonna yeah. We're not gonna uh, we're not gonna get in trouble uh, for missing the break. This time we're gonna take a short break and uh, when we come back I got a couple of more emails, we got some more news to talk about. All of that is coming up in two. We'll be right back. Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could join us. And uh, we're in the middle of uh, catching up with some uh, emails that have uh, uh, kind of built up a little bit. And uh, uh, I had just read one from uh, uh, Rick, uh, my man Rick, longtime listener. I know Rick has been uh, watching and listening to this show. Uh, for a long time, and uh, speaking of that, if you're a new viewer or listener, we've been doing this show for 14 years, 14 years already. Rick's got another one, and uh, this one's uh, kind of a serious one. Uh, he says, I'm sure by now you heard about all the shootings at the uh, UPS uh, here in San Francisco. It didn't get much coverage because of the congr- congressman shooting, but four people were killed and more were wounded. Uh, he says, I worked at that hub for 10 years and just wanted to let you know what a huge community of boxing fans worked there. There were always at least eight or nine of us that would get together for every big fight. Guys from all different departments and pay scales, from suit and tie managers to the drivers, all the way down to the freaking security guards. Uh, these are some of the best, most knowledgeable guys you would ever want to pound beers with and watch a fight. Some of us uh, have even taken road trips down to L.A., and out to the desert to attend the fights that were taking place. In fact, Billy C., the very guy who turned me on to your show almost 10 years ago, I knew that uh, Rick was uh, listening for a long time, uh, was working on the main line uh, this morning when the shooting occurred. Another one of my friends on that line had just been uh, over to my house a couple of weeks ago. We were just hanging out watching Larry Holmes fights and uh, drinking a few beers and it turned out to take five hours. That's what kind of fight fans work at UPS in San Francisco. Thankfully, all of my friends made it out of there okay. 
I knew who the shooter was from work along with the victims, although they were not in my circle of friends. I'll tell you what, though, Billy C., I wish you could have been uh, over to my boy's house for some of these great fight gatherings. You'll never find a better, more fun group of guys to watch the fights with. You know, I, I appreciate that email big time, Rick, and I'll tell you why. Uh, not only uh, does our thoughts, prayers, and condolences go out to the, the victims uh, of the shooting, but it, it puts a, a, a little bit of, you know, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but uh, positivity uh, in, in my thoughts about the sport of boxing because what Rick describes here, Sal, is exactly what boxing was all about. I mean, I, you know, we talk about, we talk about the, great time, the great era. Oh, the last great era of boxing in the 80s. And, and if you would have asked me that in 19, even, even after one of the greatest fights of that era, uh, Marvin Hagler against Tommy Hearns, which was the greatest three rounds of boxing I ever saw live. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, if you would have asked me after that fight, hey, do you think we're witnessing the last great era of boxing? I would have laughed at you. I would have never in, in, in my life thought that that was the last great era. I had thought at that time that the previous eras were better than that. And to fast forward it now 25, 30 years and to see what we're, we're dealing with now, we're jumping for joy for what we're getting in 2017. You know, the, the part that's missing is exactly what Rick is describing here. There's not enough boxing fans. The fans, I say this all the time, Sal, a fan today that might f uh, follow a guy, uh, you know, like a Floyd Mayweather, let's say, they're not lifelong fans because they're Floyd Mayweather fans. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, as much as I don't like him, I don't, I don't hold it against his fans. I, I, I value the fact that they're fans. But what I want is I want boxing fans. I don't want the fans that follow a guy like Floyd Mayweather, for example. I'm using him for an example only because he's, you know, the, you know, if not the biggest name, one of the biggest names in the sport today. You know, if Floyd retires for good, are you still going to be a boxing fan? And, and, you know, I'm nervous that there's not. You know, I, you know, lifelong boxing fans is what we need. And the only way to create them is to create a, a, a boxing, a sport of boxing, which it used to be like, where the best fight the best and where fighters have to prove and prove beyond any reasonable doubt that they're better, they're something special. And that's something that we're kind of lacking today, Sal. True, Bill. And, you know, being a boxing fan is, is something that a true boxing fan you're, 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 yes, you may have your favorite fighter that you follow and that uh, you uh, feel like you're right in his corner. But along that line, you will also have favorites in every weight class. You, or, or you may have a fight. Uh, you, 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 you would follow most of the fights in the weight class. A true boxing fan that loves the sport of boxing. Uh, you, you'll have your favorite, but you'll just respect the sport of boxing and you'll see there's good talent in all weight classes. Um, and you're a lifelong fan. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to say. You know, like I said, many times when I, when I was training with, uh, uh, with Ali Stoltz, uh, Chicky Ferrara, Richie Giacchetti, uh, Don Turner, this one, that one, some of these great trainers I had in my corner and working with me, you know, 
I would always, the light would go off and I'd get what they were showing me and I'd say, wow, that's great. That's the best thing I've, you know, it's great. It felt so good. It's natural. And I said, Sal, and I would thank them. And they'd say, Sal, do me a favor. One day, make sure you show that same thing to a fighter who needs to learn. Something like that. And that's the old school. That's what they wanted to do. Maybe they were, they were so passionate. Maybe they had the insight that they knew the only way that boxing was going to continue on the plane and where it was in their mind and eyes and their era was to have it duplicated on some level by people that were passionate and that people that were, were going in there with the same, same belief ability that the sport is so high up there and, and, and it could only be coveted by the people that truly love it and live it as a lifelong boxing fan and participant. And I, I really truly believe that now, looking back. No, it's it's true. It's true. There's no question uh, about that. I mean, uh, I, you know, one of the things, and, and Rick points it out, I mean, I, I don't know, does that still happen, you think? that that I mean, today it seems that you, you start talking about a boxing event. The only boxing events that, you know, casual boxing fans or, or a, a casual sports fan, you know, Monday morning around the water cooler, the only fights they're talking about are, are the big fights that make the – the news, you know, the Triple G Canelo will be a fight that that people talk about. I mean, realistically, more people should be talking about Adrian Broner against Mikey Garcia. That's going to be another decent fight. I mean, uh, Adrian Broner's got a lot to prove in that fight. Mikey Garcia, you know, I call him the blue collar uh, boxer. I mean, I wish that they were following the sport fully, not just the the, the newsworthy fights. Well, it's true, and you know, it was always a uh, always a Monday morning water cooler office talk you know the people would gather around and say hey did you see that fight this weekend did you see this did you see that i don't see that happening as much today uh i i wish i was wrong or hope i'm wrong but um that's that's i think the 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 fans have maybe gotten away uh from being that lifelong passionate fan not gotten away but the the, the cumulative the, the the amount of fans uh that that they would share and have things in common and they can express and they can talk and have an intelligent conversation along their lines of what they really were passionate about. And I, I think because a lot of the things that, that, that were uh, coveted in boxing just haven't been duplicated and passed down the way that it should be. I don't know. And that goes with families too. I like, I, like I said, my family, you know, it was there. They were, they were all, uh, they came over from Italy and, and uh, they watched boxing. It was a big entertainment. It was a big thing. I had family that family members uh, from those earlier generations that came over from Italy that fought, and and uh, you know, so they were passionate about it. They expressed it, and that was the old term, the parlor talk on Sundays. And uh, so that's what excited me. Well, guess what? We don't talk too much about it today with our children on, on in a parlor on a Sunday anymore. That's because so, we don't have know, parlors anymore, Sal. There's no such thing as parlors, <laughs> except the ice cream parlor, you know. But, the ice cream parlor or the pizza parlor. How's hey, that? hey, there you go. Hey, hey, I got, that's even old for that. I got another one. <laughs> this one's from, uh, uh, this one's from uh, my man Barry, and he says, uh, "Hey, Billy C, I'm from the UK. I, listen." We love the UK. I mean, I, I I have been and and uh, you know, a guy that I've been going back and forth with here on Facebook. Uh, we agree on something. My man Dosette, 
uh, he loves, he's a fighter, he's a pro fighter, and he loves fighting in, in the UK, and I just said, and it's ironic that I'm reading this email, because I just said, you know, the UK, in my opinion, uh, has been f carrying the sport of boxing on its back uh, for a long time. I mean, all the big fights seem to happen here in the States, but what I respect about the, the UK is that they fight each other, they're not afraid to put their uh, O's on the line, but more importantly, the fans come out and support the fights. You Every fight card that has a substantial fight on it is packed to the gills. And they, they, they attract a, a multi-faceted um, audience, young, old, you know, uh, couples, uh, you know, men, women, everything. You know, uh, and, and I love it. They have a good time and, and they're very vocal. You know, you watch a fight. Hey, listen, Floyd Mayweather is our biggest pay-per-view drawing fighter in the United States. Nobody makes more money than Floyd Mayweather when it comes to fights. But I'll tell you this, he doesn't draw live crowds. We all hear, and that's not Floyd's fault. If Floyd fought in a big uh, arena, I'm sure he would draw the crowds. But us, as, as Americans, we're lazy SOBs. We sit home and buy the pay-per-views, and we don't want to have to wait online for a beer or a pint like they drink over in the UK. You know, these guys go out to these fights. That's why they have 50,000, 80,000, 90,000 people for Klitschko and, and AJ. You know, so I, I love the UK. Anyway, he says, I'm from the UK. Been watching your show uh, on the YouTube channel for uh, several months now. Uh, I'd just like to say I think you guys are doing a brilliant job and keep up the good work. Well, we appreciate it, Barry. Thank you uh, so much, our 14th Barry. year, so uh, uh, you're a newbie, and we're glad to have you. He says, I would just like to bring to your attention the betting odds uh, currently for Mayweather McGregor. Uh, over here in the U.K., the odds are uh, one for eight for Mayweather, uh, a win, and Conor McGregor six to one. What that means is you're laying $800 to win 100 for Mayweather, and you're uh, making $600 uh, for betting 100 on McGregor. He says, I find these odds bizarre. As anyone knows, boxing, this is a non-competitive fight, and McGregor has far less chance of winning uh, than these odds suggest. I find these odds very amusing when comparing them with other big fights coming up, like Mikey Garcia against Adrian Broner. As we all know, this is a much more competitive fight than the circus that's going to take place on August 26th. However, you can actually get the same odds for a Garcia win versus Broner as you can get for a Mayweather win versus McGregor. I just wanted to ask your thoughts on this and for you and Salah to discuss on the show. I think that there's some serious money to be made on this fight if I were a betting man and willing to put up a big enough stake. Uh, thanks and keep up the good work. I, I, hey, Barry, I, we're glad to have you uh, uh, watching uh, the show right now. And I'm uh, kind of amazed myself, Sal. Um, you know, it's like horse betting. You know, if, if you only have to, lay, I say this, if you only have to lay 800 bucks to win 100, if you had a lot of money uh, and, you know, you had the balls, uh, put it on Mayweather because there's no chance of McGregor winning this fight. Odds are driven by the amount of money that's put on one side. The way the bookies make it is they try to keep it even, and they make the profit. If the same amount of bets are placed on uh, one side as it is on the other, then the bookies make out because they're winning the juice. They're winning uh, you know, the, the money, the, their percentage that's back and forth. The ideal situation for a bookie is to have the same amount uh, of money on either side, and then they hit the juice. They, they're going to win for risking nothing. Um, what this is showing me... The, that McGregor is, uh, you know, six to, uh, you know, getting six to one. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of money uh, being put on McGregor. 
uh, just for you know what's in giggles. You know, I, well, McGregor doesn't. It. He doesn't sure, have a. I, I, he doesn't I, have a I'll chance. Do the same thing. No, but I'm just saying, McGregor doesn't have a chance to win the no, fight. You know, so if you got an ex, hey, you want to win a hundred grand? Just bet eight hundred grand on Mayweather, and you'll win a hundred grand, right, Sal? That's what probably you're going to do, right? Well, yeah, I was going to borrow some money from you, though. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I could lend you is maybe to to. Uh, I can't lend you nothing. I don't have anything. But uh, thanks for the email. I got uh, I got two more here, and then uh, we can move on. Uh, this one uh, is from my man Steve. Uh, and this one has to do, again, we're, we're back to uh, Mayweather-McGregor. This has some Earth points <laughs> that uh, Steve wants to make for giving Conor McGregor a shot at, at beating Floyd Mayweather. He says, consider this, Billy C. Number one, and he's got eight points. Number one, McGregor has knockout power in his left hand. Number two, an unusual stance and approach to distance and range. Number three, he's powerful, very powerful and skillful inside and at using leverage when he's tied up. Number four, he has a granite beard. Number five, he's naturally bigger <laughs> and he's 13 years younger. Number six, uh, supreme confidence and won't be intimidated by Floyd. Number seven, has a good shot at getting in Floyd's head at the press conferences. And number eight, a very unorthodox uh, style Floyd won't have faced before. Um, number, I, I will say this. Uh, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, uh, he may be 13 years older, but Floyd Mayweather, you, you know, and this is coming from a guy that's not a fan of Floyd, but you can't deny one aspect of Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather has always maintained being in shape, whether he's fighting or not. Floyd Mayweather has always maintained not only being in shape, but he lives clean. He may be beating up on women and, and kicking kids around and stuff like that, but he's always, he's not drinking, he's not smoking, he's taking care of himself. He doesn't have much mileage on him at his age of 40. He's defensive, so he doesn't get hit a lot. So he's not a typical 40-year-old guy. When Floyd prepares for a fight, he knows who he's going to fight. You think that he's just given himself two months to prepare for Conor McGregor. He's he been knew, preparing he, for him for years. Right, he knew that he was going to fight Conor McGregor. He started preparing for it. The trick that Floyd has is he stays in shape. So when he goes to training camp, he doesn't have to work on weight. He works on game plan. Smart. That's right. And uh, smart. I think he's that I, I think that the age has nothing to do with it. As no, far as not as, as far as um, uh, being intimidated by Floyd, nobody intimidates Floyd. No. I mean, you know, no. uh, you know, or the other way around. He said it the or other way around. No, nobody gets intimidated by Floyd. No. Floyd's not an, an intimidating guy. It, it, Mike Tyson intimidated opponents. Uh, you know, uh, Sonny Liston intimidated opponents. Floyd Mayweather doesn't intimidate anybody. All right? He's not a knockout puncher. You know, people are happy and thankful that they get to fight Floyd because they know that they're making uh, enough money. Um, I don't think that uh, he won't, that that Floyd is going to intimidate him. I don't. I don't, never thought he would. I also don't think in a million years that you'll get inside of Floyd's head. Floyd never. has been there, done that so many times. You're not going to get into Floyd's head. Uh, as far as his punching power, you know, I said this yesterday. Floyd has fought some big punchers in his career, you know, and none of them, and these are boxers, none of them. Uh, have been able to knock out Floyd. What makes people think 
that Conor McGregor, who has never boxed professionally and uh, or amateur, will be able to get to Floyd. You know, Floyd's going to have a big ring. This is going to be an anticlimactic fight. You're going to see... Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to see Conor McGregor chasing Floyd like a primitive caveman and Floyd picking his shots, dancing around, and that's going to take place for 12 rounds. I appreciate Steve's, uh, you know, consideration here on some chances, um, but uh, but I think that um, Conor, McGregor, Conor McGregor's inability to box and the fact that he won't have the stamina to go 12 rounds is going to uh, equate to Floyd Mayweather not only winning an easy fight, but I think he might win by knockout. What do you think, Sal? You know, that would probably be Conor McGregor's only chance. And that is not to fight a, a conventional fight. Of course, he's not. He's not a conventional fighter. But literally, to charge Floyd and wade through any punches that Floyd's going to offer, knowing that they're not going to be uh, hurting him, um, and literally manhandling Floyd and trap him in a corner, tying him up, and then with any free hand you have, bash away and bam away. I mean, that that's going to be Conor McGregor's only chance to even last uh, in this fight is if he charges Floyd, manhandles Floyd, uh, ties him up, wrestles Floyd, throws him in the corner, and starts taking a loose hand and bang the body, bang the arms, bang the head. And you know what? That's the only chance because if not, Floyd Mayweather – is going to dance circles around Conor McGregor. It's going to be like a bull uh, in with a matador. And Floyd being a matador is going to take that cape and wind up uh, covering the head of the bull and uh, making him look ridiculous the whole night. So that's it. Conor McGregor's got to charge Floyd. He's got to manhandle Floyd. He's got to wrestle Floyd. And that's, that's his game. And that's what he's got to do. He's got to really grab those gloves, and he's got to literally – uh, hold those arms, grab them, and with that loose arm, he's got to pound and pound away. And he's got to be fearless of Floyd's punches coming in at him, and that's what he's got to do because he's going to get hit, and it's inevitable. But if Floyd has his way, he's going to dance around all night, bang him, hit him, score him, and probably knock him out. Uh, but if he doesn't, that's McGregor's only chance is to charge Floyd like a bull. Well, I mean, his... If you want to give him a chance, his only chance is to show no respect and, like you said, charge him and just let his hands go. Not, but, it, I mean, hey, guess guess what, Bill? Conor McGregor can't be pretty about this. He's got to literally go in there not knowing the sport of uh, boxing and not looking like a boxer but looking like an MMA guy. He's got to go in there. Nothing says in a rule book you can't wrestle a guy or, or charge him. The referee's going to break that apart. So that's what he's got to do, wade through those punches, throw Floyd into the corner, almost like Clubber Lang did with Rocky Balboa in that movie, which is fiction, by the way, absolutely. And, you know, but that's what he's got to do. Well, I, my, my point— And if he does that, he, hey, maybe he'll catch him with a punch. Maybe. But picture but, that. But, if Connor charges him like a, like a freaking fullback and rams him into the corner, throws his arms up, gets a point taken away, I don't care, and bangs away with a loose into the body, into the head, into the arms, that's going to be his only chance. Well, I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately that's not the sport of boxing, but I do agree that he does need to 
um, go after him. But that's where that's where he falls right into Floyd's game plan because has, Floyd knows he's going to do that. But Floyd knows he's going to do that. So what is going to end up happening is Conor McGregor is going to tire himself out. This is going to yes. be reminiscent of Muhammad Ali against George Foreman. Uh, you know, Mayweather is going to let Conor McGregor tire himself out. Then he's going to come back, and his own, uh, you know, uh, Conor McGregor's own, you know, fatigue is going to aid Floyd into stopping him. That's the way the fight's going to happen. Uh, but uh, anyway, and and one thing I will say, everybody's talking about Conor McGregor showing no respect and everything else. Let me tell you something, boys and girls. You know, when you step in the ring, I don't care if no one is not more of a negative fan towards Floyd than myself. But let me tell you something right now. If Floyd sent me a check for a million dollars, I would have a hard time talking negatively about Floyd. It's human nature. And don't for a minute think that Conor McGregor, just like every other fighter that has stepped in the ring with Floyd, knowing that they're receiving a life-changing payday, meaning that they and their kids and their grandkids and maybe even their great-grandkids will never have to you know, work uh, as hard as they would have before thanks to Floyd Mayweather. Don't think for a minute that Conor McGregor doesn't know this in the back of his mind. This is a guy who has never made close to $100 million. He's making $100 million for this fight. Okay, wow. so when you're making a hundred million dollars, and I don't care if somebody if somebody emails me and says he's only going to after taxes, he's only going to make fifty million. I don't even want to hear it, right? Because even somebody that gets fifty million dollars cash in the bank, all right, how can you go with the I want to kill this guy attitude when you know that the guy across from you just set up your life and future generations of your family? It's human nature. Even the meanest, baddest person on the planet would have to respect the guy for that. And I say, even from myself, a guy who feels that Floyd is not uh, great for the sport, uh, and uh, I give him credit for inside the ring. I, I don't like his antics outside the ring, but even myself, I'd have to admit that if he sent me a check, it would be hard for me to be negative about him. I mean, it's just human nature. You know, I mean, we're only human, right? I mean, come on, you know? But uh, anyway... I got another letter. This is from my man, Jeff, uh, from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, he says, uh, hey, Billy C., I just listened to you read your letter to Bob Bennett and the Nevada State Athletic Commission regarding the Meg McGregor Mayweather fight. I believe you're 100% on the mark with your remarks. This is only a detriment to the sport of boxing, all about the money. There's nothing to be gained for boxing except the huge amount of money it'll generate. As you stated, as an exhibitionist would still generate tons of money. Everyone enjoy an entertaining even, evening, possibly with some of the funds going to a worthy cause. I appreciate you taking the time to express your feelings and the feelings of many of us who are your lo loyal listeners. Regardless of what the record shows, there will always be an asterisk next to Floyd's 50th win pro versus amateur let's face it mayweather stands to make a fortune and regardless of the effects on boxing he is all about himself and all about the money actually the most entertaining aspect will uh, most definitely be the build-up this mcgregor can jaw every bit as much or more than mayweather i believe by fight night mayweather will legitimately be irritated and angry mayweather usually wins these talking battles but this mcgregor is extremely hard to shut up 
Regardless of the billing, I'm going to take this just as what it is, an entertainment exhibition. Uh, he says, I love your post-fight shows. Many times after a fight, I'm still all geared up to, uh, rather than go to bed. Uh, these uh, shows are excellent to hear your immediate thoughts and compare them to my own. Sometimes I listen to your show in the morning, sometimes as I'm driving to a meeting at work, and many times as I exercise in my garage. I th thoroughly enjoy every episode. Well, thank you very wow. much, Jeff. And, uh, you know, thank we you. pride ourselves on uh, keeping the interest level up. Um, and, you know, you know, the, th the thing is, is that Floyd Mayweather is not going to be rattled uh, by the uh, by the jargon of, of Conor McGregor. He, he's not. I mean, you know, whether you like Floyd or not, Floyd, Floyd's a master at that. He has calculated every aspect of this fight, including the buildup. Um, it's not going to be competitive. Uh, the letter that I wrote to Bob Bennett um, has gotten uh, a lot of uh, response. And I, I, I want to, um, I'll read it again, uh, because thanks to Jeff. Uh, but uh, I have to take a break here. But I want to, uh, many people were asking me how they can send a letter to, to Bob Bennett. Now, Bob Bennett and the Nevada State Athletic Commission has not responded uh, to my letter or my email uh, so therefore, they uh, are not willing to man up and, uh, you know, give us their their uh, official uh, response and, and reasonings of why they approved uh, a pro debut fighter to fight Floyd Mayweather, who's arguably uh, the best pound for pound fighter of his era. And most definitely, even if he lost this fight, a first ballot Hall of Famer. And by the way, he's 49 and 0, 49 professional fights plus uh, an Olympic uh, career uh, against a guy who's never fought uh, a fight. But uh, let me give you Bob Bennett's email address, then I'll take a break and I'll read this real quick uh, as we uh, uh, get to the next part of the show. Uh, the email address for Bob Bennett is Bob Bennett, B-O-B-B-E-N-N-E-T-T, -B -E -N -N -E Bob Bennett, at boxing.nv.gov. So that's Bob Bennett, with two N's and two T's, B-O-B-B-E-N-N-E-T-T, -T, at boxing.nv.gov. Drop them an email. Tell them you heard, uh, you know, our comments, and I'm going to read you my letter again after the break, and uh, voice your opinion. You know, we want Bob Bennett to either come on the show and tell us why, or at least submit us an official letter that I will be happy uh, to read. Sal? Don't go nowhere, as my man, because when we come back, we're going to let the cat out of the bag, my man. So uh, we'll be back in two. Billy Z will be right back. Part of the Billy Z Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, as promised, uh, I uh, have been getting a lot of... Uh, uh, emails about the letter I sent to Bob Bennett and uh, of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. So I'm going to read it real quick. Uh, I wrote this and, and uh, uh, got it to him. 
primarily, well, here's what it said. I wrote, Mr. Bennett, I've been involved in professional boxing for over 30 years as a promoter, a matchmaker, a manager, a historian, an author, a gym owner, a writer, and a TV and radio program owner and personality. Uh, the main reason for my email is to formally ask you how the Nevada State Athletic Commission can even remotely justify sanctioning a fight between a 49-0 future Hall of Famer in Floyd Mayweather and a pro debut fighter in Conor McGregor. I totally understand that Conor McGregor is a very accomplished UFC MMA fighter and could arguably be considered the Floyd Mayweather of the UFC. However, boxing is boxing and MMA is MMA, just like football is football and baseball is baseball. Please understand that if this was an exhibition, I would be 100% supportive. But to have this count as a real fight, one that will give Floyd Mayweather his 50th win, along with the place in history that he will land in as a result of the win, is nothing less than an outrage and is disrespective to all of the previous fighters in the sport of boxing. Everyone involved can still benefit from the fight being defined as an exhibition, but only the history of boxing is at stake when it comes to it being a sanctioned fight. Is pro boxing not important enough for a commission to consider its value history? I heard you say this past weekend during the horrific Ward Kovalev 2 boxing event held in Las Vegas that the Nevada State Athletic Commission's first priority is the fighter's safety. How are you protecting Conor McGregor by allowing him, who has no boxing experience, either professionally or as an amateur, fight a fighter in Floyd Mayweather, who many regard as today's generation's best professional fighter? I would love for you to come on our TV and radio show to voice your opinion. Or if you wish, send me your official statement on the issue and I will read it on air. I'm a boxing guy through and through. I've come up with many ways to make pro boxing better from helping to protect fighters in their futures, creating a fail-safe way to create a pro boxing league that would have the four major sanctioning bodies thriving, etc., 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 Mayweather McGregor is nothing more than an exhibition. In a boxing ring, McGregor does not stand even a remote chance of winning, and worse than that, the fight itself will be anticlimactic. This fight will set the sport of boxing, not MMA, just boxing, back decades. The sport is slowly coming back, and this fight will end all chances of boxing being able to thrive once more. I understand that the fighters and the promoters and the TV networks, casinos, and the Nevada State Athletic Commission stand to make a lot of money. But I think it's time to put greed aside and do the right thing. This was the letter that I had sent uh, to the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission. And um, to be honest with you, uh, we haven't heard back. And that kind of bothers me, Sal, because uh, I think that uh, he should have at least uh, sent us uh, his uh, official BS statement on why they approved this fight. Well, he should definitely acknowledge the fact that he read your email and received it and said, says whatever he wants to say to validate what the decision, uh, what the decision process was in making this fight happen. So, yeah, I agree with you, Bill. It's a shame. When did you send it? Uh, well, I sent a letter and uh, an email uh, on Monday. So they got the uh, email uh, Monday, and uh, I don't know if they got the official letter yet. But well, and, and and that's that's that might be maybe they didn't open the email, but uh, when they get that letter, 
in all due respect, maybe they'll get back to you by metal, by, by, by regular mail. Well, mm-hmm. I also sent copies to uh, Mike Mazzulli, who's the head of the ABC uh, uh, Boxing um, Coalition there. And uh, also, uh, I threw a copy to my man, Larry Hazard, just so uh, all right, he would yeah. get a copy. But uh, anyway, um, Unier Dortikos uh, has uh, entered that Cruiserweight World Series, uh, World Boxing Series that they're doing. Uh, he joined some other uh, uh, really good fighters that have already signed, uh, Murat Gaziov, uh, Mar- Marius Bredis, and uh, Christoph Lodzarek. Uh, so uh, we got uh, uh, a, uh, a pretty good uh, uh, group of cruiserweights that are uh, heading uh, towards this thing. I hope it, uh, I hope it comes uh, to, uh, to tuition because it, it seems like uh, a good one. But uh, uh, I, I, I'm still looking forward to Triple G Canelo. But listen, I, I finally... Uh, have decided to uh, fill you guys in on uh, what uh, Sal and I worked on last week uh, in St. Simons. We uh, were uh, uh, asked to create uh, some pilot shows uh, for uh, a new program that we're doing. And uh, it's already been picked up uh, by uh, uh, four uh, television networks. And um, what we're planning on doing, we created a pilot for each one. And what Sal and I did was, uh, you know, I had come up with this idea. The show is called Boxing Revisited. And what it is, uh, it's uh, what we have is Billy C's Boxing Revisited is the official name uh, of the show. And what Sal and I did was we've taken, uh, we worked together with Steve Lott and Boxing Hall of Fame Incorporated out in Vegas. And uh, we uh, took some uh fights that we have the rights to rebroadcast to some excellent fights that had uh, some significance during uh, the time that they took place and um, we re-aired them rebroadcasted them uh, but not just rebroadcast what we did was we gave a uh, basically a, a, a pre-fight uh, history uh, of what uh, was happening uh, in the sport with these respective to the two fighters that we were going to uh, talk about, uh, what the significance of the fight itself had, and then we broadcast the fight. But the best part is Sal and I called the fight as if it was happening live. We took out all the crowd noise, all the BS stuff from especially some of these fights that were uh, uh, older fights, and uh, we called the fight like it was happening now. And we scored the fight based on today's scoring criteria. Uh, whether it, uh, you know, be uh, we scored it on, based on a 10-point must system. Uh, some of the fights went more than 12 rounds, so we just, you know, <laughs> counted it as, you know, as okay, we had to bend a little there. Uh, and then at the end of the fight, we discussed, um, you know, how our scorecards looked, if it was different than the official event. And then we give you a brief, uh, uh, you know, post-fight of what went on with these guys' uh, careers uh, afterwards. And as part of our event that we're doing on August 26th, uh, well, August 25th and 26th down at the Sea Palms Resort in St. Simons uh, Island, um, we're going to have uh, some celebrities there that we're going to announce uh, some of them tomorrow, hopefully. And, um, you know, not only will you have that as part of this event, we're doing the two-day event, uh, you'll have a meet and greet um, with, uh, with everyone there. Uh, autograph, uh, uh, you know, chances. There'll probably be some memorabilia there. There'll be uh, current fighters there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, then on Saturday, the the day of the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight, 
Sal and I are going to do a couple of the boxing, uh, Billy C's Boxing Revisited shows, new ones that we haven't done, live. We're going to put them on a big screen, and we're going to have uh, all the people that are uh, coming down for this um, in there as a live audience. And it's going to be fun. We're going to call it like they're happening live and, and get your response as a live audience. Then after that, uh, we're going to show the uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight so we can all be critical of that. So our point is, come on down to Saints. Oh, I've left out an important part. We're also going to have a golf tournament. Uh, golf giving, tournament, Giving Absolutely. away some prizes, yeah. So, uh, you know, we want you guys to uh, come on down uh, and enjoy a weekend at the Sea Palms with us and basically, it's a way to kind of soften what an anticlimactic BS fight McGregor Mayweather is going to be. And instead, we want you to come on down and hang out with us. We'll have a great time. And uh, Sal, I- I'm looking forward to it, my man. Oh, Billy, me too. I mean, we talked about it. And, and you know, it, just like we talked about uh, uh, going over these old fights and stuff. And, I mean, it's exciting. I mean... I had a great time with you here last week and watching these fights and in comparison to what we see at times and that's just stellar. And then, you know, this whole weekend would be just special, you know, from a Friday night meet and greet uh, kind of thing where we all uh, uh, could talk and and, and, uh, chat about some things and get to know one another for a lot of our fans out there. And then the Saturday golf tournament and the the, the, the the fight with the revisiting of the fights and color commentating the way we love to do. And the audience there being the people that, that will be joining us. And then, of course, that fight and the post-fight. And we're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. Maybe even Sunday morning we do a brunch together. Who knows? You know, but, we, might, uh, we, might do, we might do the uh, Billy C's Boxing Revisited. Yeah. Um, Friday night, you know, after the uh, after the, the meet and greet, because, yeah. you know, um, the golf uh, outing, you know, uh, people are going to want to do that. And, and obviously they'll be uh, the playing uh, playing golf with, you know, each. You know, well, I guess we'll, you know, do some kind of a, a team and, and uh, uh, there'll be a celebrity with each one and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, so that'll be fun. And then after the golf uh, tournament or outing, however you want to call it, people are probably going to want to relax a little bit and get ready for, uh, you know, fight night. So maybe we'll do the uh, Billy C's Boxing Revisited on Friday. Or Either way, it's going to be a jam yeah, I think pack. that's a good idea. You know, you I, know, maybe right after the meet and greet, Bill, we could do that. Yeah, I think I think the bottom line is, you know, based on what I've been hearing from, from boxing fans and stuff uh, concerning the McGregor um, – Mayweather fight. A lot of true boxing fans are very uh, upset and sick uh, over the fact that this fight was actually made. But on the other hand, a lot of MMA fans all feel that McGregor has a chance. So it's probably going to do pretty well with the pay-per-view. But what we're trying to do is say, hey, you know, if you're a diehard boxing fan and most diehard boxing fans are are watching or listening to this show, you know, come on down. You know, uh, there's some great package deals available uh, the powers that be at Sea Palms Resort have made it very affordable uh, for you to come down and, and enjoy uh, the St. Simons area. Uh, they have uh, packages based on double occupancy. They're even coming up with uh, like a couples package where, you know, if uh, you, uh, uh, if a husband and wife want to come down and maybe the wife wants to sit around and lounge out at the pool while the hubby uh, goes and plays golf, well, then. Uh, they have a, a package geared for you there. If you want to come down 
and do everything but play golf, then uh, they have a package for you for that. Uh, if you want to come down, uh, the packages include the breakfast, which Sal and I had their breakfast uh, the other morning. It was uh, pretty Very good, good. You know, <laughs> uh, what was it? The main event. The main, the main event, event breakfast. Was called. How That's, apropos was that? I, I know the breakfast. There we were with the, one of the managers of Sea Palms, Tim, and we're looking at the menu, and boom, it hit us. What are we going to have? Well, there's a breakfast called the main event. Yeah. Hey, they got to do it, man. Yeah, no, we did. We, we had the main event. It was good. Um, but uh, but the truth of the matter is, is we want you to come on down. You know, we're going to have a, it's a tip going to be a typical Billy, Billy C get together. Very loose. Uh, you guys will be uh, hanging with us. Uh, of course, uh, you know, you may want to come in uh, a day early, maybe. I don't know. And uh, come on over. We'll be hanging at Sal's uh, uh, as we get ready for this. And, uh, you know, you make the trip. You're going to want to eat at Sal's for sure. You know, so uh, come on down. Drop me an email. If you want me to uh, hook you up with C-Poms personally, I will. So just drop me an email. Billy at Talking Boxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. If you want to just call the C-Poms yourself, go ahead. Just visit our website, uh, billycboxing.com, and click on the C-Palms banner, which you can't miss. It's right on the right-hand side. And, um, you know, when they pick up the phone, tell them you want the Billy C. Boxing Special for uh, August 25th and 26th. Uh, so uh, we're hoping that uh, you all come down. We want to pack the house, Sal. We want to pack we that. We want to pack your house. We want to pack Sal's because I've been bragging about your food. You know, you better not have an off night. I tell you right now, if if all these people come down to Sal's uh, restaurant and you have an off night, it's you're going to be dead to me, Sal. Billy, we never had an off night. That's that's what winners do. We 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 do it every night. We we rise to the occasion. It's Vince Lombardi. You don't win sometimes. You win every time. Yeah, so in other words, yeah. you guys challenge yourselves every every day, and there's always challenges that do arise, and we rise to the occasion equally, and we we definitely counter what we have to, and we enhance what we need to. And you know and what else? It, you know what else, Sal? Your what? pizza dough arises too, right? The dough rises. The <laughs> dough rises to the occasion. <laughs> the dough rises to the occasion. Hey, well, listen, Absolutely. boys and girls. We had a, a little sidetrack show today. Uh, most of the emails were uh, uh, discussing uh, McGregor Mayweather and Kovalev and uh, uh, Andre Ward's fight. A lot of them uh, had been hanging around. Uh, we were so backlogged. But, uh, you know, my topic was still uh, let's focus on Triple G Canelo because that's a huge mega fight coming up uh, in September, one that I just I can't wait for. But uh, in any event, hey, make sure you uh, – uh, stick around because on tomorrow's show, uh, Sal and I will continue uh, our uh, discussion. We'll get you caught up on all of the uh, latest boxing news. Uh, and uh, we're also going to open up the phone lines tomorrow. Uh, so we want to get your thoughts and comments uh, about uh, uh, maybe uh, Ward Kovalev or maybe even McGregor Mayweather and hopefully more uh, discussion on Adrian Broner and Mikey Garcia and Triple G and uh, uh, Canelo Alvarez. I mean, a lot of stuff to talk about, lots of positive things going on in the sport of boxing. So, um, listen, you know, if you have the time tomorrow morning, uh, we'll open up the phone lines and uh, give you your chance and platform uh, to voice your opinion. But uh, anyway, the show is over. And uh, I will tell you this. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby. Ah!
Da na 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 na